Hey, welcome to season two of How I Got Here with Corey Kosky. I need to start off with an apology. I made a podcast faux pas. I didn't close out season one and tell the listeners that this was the last podcast of the season. Sorry for leaving you all hanging. To be frank, I got overwhelmed coaching four baseball teams. But I should have said, I'll be back. I'm really looking forward to season two. I'm going to have quite a few Twins guests here through the end of the Twins season. And then, quite the assortment of guests. Side note, wow, what a fun year to be a Twins fan. Hope you enjoy season two of How I Got Here with Corey Kosky. From Lakely, it's How I Got Here. The stories behind the youth, high school, college, and professional sports journey, where it leads, and what we learn along the way. I'm Corey Kosky, and on today's show, we have Minnesota Twins right fielder, Max Kepler. Have you ever wanted to quit? Have you ever wanted to pack it in? Do you deal with self-doubt? Welcome to the world of professional sports. We all deal with self-doubt. Guess what? I played nine years in the big leagues, and I dealt with self-doubt a lot. I questioned myself, I wasn't sure about myself, and I wasn't confident in myself. But as I went through that, the funny thing about that is I felt alone because I thought I was the only person dealing with this. Because as I looked at all my teammates, they looked like they had all their junk together. So after I finished playing professional sports and now I'm coaching youth sports, I've actually become pretty open about this to try to help the kids I'm coaching deal with their thought process. What blows me away is the more I talk about it, the more people tell me about their self-doubt and the stuff that they have to deal with. Here's the mind blower. Nobody is immune from that little voice of self-doubt. Some of the greatest athletes I have been around all deal with self-doubt. I'm finding this now. I wish I would have known that 15, 20 years ago. But I've come to the conclusion that self-doubt is human. Max tells us about his path to the big leagues and what he does when he's doubting himself. Basically, we're going to try to get down to the bottom of how how somebody that's born in Germany in Berlin ends up making it to the to the big leagues. Um, you know, I'm from Canada, so I have a kind of a unique story, but I'm I'm on this side of the ocean. Yeah. Uh, your side of the ocean is a little different. How did you even, uh, you know, growing up, how did you even get into baseball? Um, I think first time I got exposed to baseball was through my school. I went to the John F. Kennedy School in Berlin, um, bilingual school, and they offered American sports. So I started playing in a league there. It was super low-key, just, you know, kids having fun, eating burgers in the outfield. Um, oh, hang on, eating burgers. No bratwurst? I mean, whatever you, whatever schnitzel? you want. Wiener schnitzel? Anything fast food-wise. No, schni- no wiener schnitzel. <laughs> um, but that's where it first started. And then I have some family in the U.S. through my mom that uh, I got to go see every summer for vacation. And I got to play in some camps in the U.S. And that's when I got to see how crazy kids were about baseball, kind of like kids were crazy about soccer in, in Berlin. Um I got to see, you know, how passionate it was in the U.S. And I think subconsciously that's kind of what, when I grew up and 
around 15, 16, had to make a decision of sacrificing the other sports. That's why I wanted to go abroad and uh, play baseball in the U.S. So you say sacrificing other sports. What other sports did you play? Uh, soccer, tennis. I swam. I ran. But uh, was it structured like it is here? Like what? Yeah. T- talk about. Was it crazy? Do they have crazy parents? Yeah. This. Pretty much whatever you know sport is crazy here in the U.S. Baseball, football. Um, that's how soccer is in Germany. So baseball was pretty much just a club sport in, in Berlin that you had to kind of go out of your way to play in, in, in Europe. Uh, but everything else was, it ran through the school systems. Um, and then, yeah, I got serious. At what point did you know you're kind of good? Because you said you had a decision to make. Mm-hmm. And why would you make that decision? Because it sounds like baseball wasn't that big in Germany. So you decide to come to the U.S. and kind of pursue this dream. And what did your parents have to say about that? They're supportive of, you know, any decision I made at the time. Uh, my dad was, you know, he's a big soccer fan being from Europe. Uh, so I think he would have been happiest if I went with soccer. But uh, were, you, were you good at soccer? Yeah. Like it was, I mean, you couldn't really tell with baseball. I, I was, not to brag, probably easily the best in Germany. So maybe that's what stood out to me. You know, I'm the best at this. So maybe go challenge it in a different country and see how it goes. Uh, but soccer was super cutthroat, you know, like the sports here, baseball and football. Um, so I wasn't really that into it at the time. Um, I was just playing it cause everyone else played it and it was, it was mainstream in our country. So that's what drew me to it. All my friends were playing and yeah, I still had a good shot at it. Um, so I kind of pushed through till, till, yeah, I had to make that decision. All right. So you make your decision. How do you even decide where to go? what to do like what how do you decide through that whole that process to get over here to play somewhere well i had uh the first the only the only scout in europe see me play in a tournament in bonn and he wasn't allowed to approach me legally at that time because i was you know below i wasn't old enough to sign or anything so you're not allowed to but someone told me through him that you know i had potential and that was the first time, you know, I actually realized I had a chance at, you know, bringing the sport to a different level. Um, so was he a scout for the Twins or was he? Uh, yeah. So yeah. he's a twin scout. Yeah, his so, name's Andy Johnson. He's he's out of the game now. But now after after that signing, there's more scouts in Europe. Andy sees you, gets connects to you, say, hey, you got a chance. Now what? Uh, now it's, you know trust that you know this is gonna, this is going to be all all right you know sign the contract and uh skipping college was kind of you know a sketchy decision to make for me because I really wanted to go to college or university and uh study for something you know like a guaranteed future uh but I was also really intrigued and excited about a pro baseball career um at the time so what you signed it when you're 16 yeah so I went straight to the GCL yeah um, but I had exposure to the, the Dominican camps cause I went there with a German team, uh, when I was about 14, I got to see, it was like three academies next to each other. And I got to see, you know, how crazy they were about baseball there. Um, but luckily, uh, they had me start in the GCL. So, so what did you do for school? Uh, I graduated from Fort Myers, South Fort Myers high school, which is the school right across the street. Um, so you're playing. So you're playing minor league baseball, yeah. going to school across the street. Yeah, taking online classes. 
And I had some of the busiest days I've ever experienced, you know, with the online classes, just trying to get the school out of the way, get the credits so I could graduate ASAP. Um, but I got it done in like three, four months. And uh, then it was just baseball. Did you have any friends at the school? You're 16 years old. From a social standpoint, that's going to be this tough. You know, you're across, you're in a different country. You're across the ocean. Mm-hmm. All your friends are back in yeah. Germany playing soccer, and you're over here playing baseball. Yeah. Well, they're probably laughing at you, saying, "What man? What, what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. How did you assimilate into into this kind of culture and environment? As a kid, as a 16-year-old, it was you didn't really, you know, digest all these things. You just kind of went with the flow. Luckily, my mom came with me uh, to finish off high school with me. Um, but I kept it on the down low at, at school. I didn't tell anybody that, you know, I was I was going to play baseball across the street. Um, and I just kind of put my head down, focused on my work, and, yeah, just took everything on at once and... Uh, yeah, there was a lot of adjusting to school-wise, the country-wise, uh, baseball-wise. It was it was a lot of adjusting, but uh, lucky luckily my mom came with me to support me, um, and yeah, I got through it. <clears throat> you're pl- now you're playing professional baseball. It's one thing to play international, but now you're playing professional baseball, and you're playing every day, and guys are throwing a lot harder. Mm-hmm. How was that adjustment for you? It took a couple months. Um, at first, it was a lot. You know, just the speed of the game was way too fast. Um, so they had me move around the field, play different positions uh, throughout the lineup, too. Um, you know, at that age, you don't really know what type of player you are, what type of hitter you are. But I was a, I was a little contact guy, inside out at everything. Um, and I feel like the Twins organization at the time was really uh, – pushing everyone to hit like Joe Maurer, you know, the the step, pause, and then just make contact. So with that approach, I feel like I I got a, you know, a head start on just the speed of the game and um, just putting the ball in play, you know. Uh, It was coming at me me a lot harder, but I think I adjusted pretty quick. Did you ever doubt yourself? Yeah, all the time. I I wanted to quit uh, probably a handful of times throughout the – the minor leagues. Um, I played four years of uh, extended spring training, so it was like you know, I'm gonna be stuck here for forever. And my- how'd you deal with that? Because I know I played a little bit of extend at one point, and it is miserable. It's hot. Yeah. And to go back there for four years, it's not great. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I was a kid, so if if I were, you know, a dude coming out of college, I'd probably been like, "Screw this! I'm I'm out of here." Uh, but being from where I came from, and I guess my support, you know, my parents, everyone told me, you know, you started this, don't don't quit. You'll make it a habit. Just finish what you started. Uh, kept me going. Um, so, I, who did you talk to through this time? With was it your mom? Like, who was your your rock during this time? Because that's a tough time. Mom and dad, really. Mom and dad, grandparents, uh, really my family. You know, my friends back overseas didn't really fathom what I was into, what was going on over here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there there are plenty of times where I doubted it, and I was like, I should go to college and go study instead of doing this. All right. So you move up, you, you get to E-Town, and you go to Elizabeth. And so what was, it, what was it like the first time you were able to go out and play outside of, 
Fort Myers. It was a blast, and I was Elizabethan. I mean, Elizabethan Tennessee. Now, <laughs> you want to talk about a culture shock? Go from Germany to from Berlin yeah. to Fort Myers and to Elizabethan Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about that experience. I actually enjoyed Elizabethan. The people were uh, super friendly, welcoming. Uh, I loved the barbecue out there, the lakes, the setting. I mean, but I had to do that two years in a row. So the second time going back, I was like, not again. You know, I'm not really progressing in my career here. Uh, but, yeah, I hit 10 homers. That was, that was the first year I actually had hit for some power. And I saw progression in my game, so I was just – I was kind of, you know, satisfied with, with my step and didn't really care the time where I was. I was still, I think, 19 years old. So I still had some time left. You hit 10, 10 home runs and then you get a point in your career where you get an elbow injury. So this is the first time you've re really had to deal with kind of a serious injury. Yeah. How'd you deal with that? Uh, it was a depressing time. But uh, yeah, I hit 10 homers, went to the off season eager to, you know, come back stronger so I put on a bunch of weight I came back at like 235 um but yeah added too much muscle felt slow and I hurt my arm throwing uh probably because you know I was just too too not flexible anymore and uh spent like two months in Fort Myers rehabbing I had a bunch of setbacks um and yeah at that time I wanted to quit again you know but my roommate at the time was Marco Solbeck another German that signed with the Twins, and he was playing in the GCL, and he just told me, you know, finish what you started, you know, just continue, keep going. And I was like, keep doing what? I'm just sitting here waiting for my arm to heal. Um, so that was a depressing time because I really didn't do much, and I was looking into taking online classes to spend my time better because I was literally doing nothing. Just you'd go to the field for two, three hours, do your rehab stuff, go to the hotel, and... Fort Myers, there's not really much going on. So, and you were was that 19 at the time, 1920? Yeah, 20. And what what a lot of people don't understand that that it just literally is what you what you just said. You go, you do your, you go to the ballpark, and then you go and you sit in your hotel room, and there's nothing. Like you're yeah. just on an island, and yeah. it's just absolutely miserable. And you just you just basically stuck with your thoughts. Yeah. What am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be something better. Let's go to, to to the big leagues. Now, now, now we got a a, a guy from Germany <laughs> that makes his first big league, big league appearance. Mm -hmm. What was that like? It was a dream. Uh, honestly, I I still think I'm living in a dream at times. Everything's surreal to me, especially you know, just to still be here. Um, but first time up, that was after we won the championship in Double A. Uh, I got the call. And I went up, and we were in a pennant race uh, in 15, so I didn't play much. I got, like, seven at-bats, but I was up for, like, a month maybe, a little under a month. So I was just sitting on the bench. But I was still enjoying my time, just being part of, you know, the big league life. And then I got my final hit the last day of that season when, when we got knocked out of the pennant race and we were playing Kansas City. So just to take that hit with me back to Germany was uh, – you know, if any, if it all ended at that point, I would have been still one of the happiest people getting to play the game from Europe. All right, now, now we're now we're here, and obviously you're having a, a phenomenal, a phenomenal, phenomenal year. And you, you look back at your at your kind of your career, and you look through all the adversity you had to deal with, and you look through all the stuff that you've kind of had to go through. You know, as a kid, 
you know, as a, as a minor leaguer and you look through that grind, do you feel that this, going through all that prepares you for this moment? For sure. And the moments to come, you know. Um, but I think the stuff I've went through at this level, too, just keeps building you for the next moments, the next situations to come. Just, it's, 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 yeah, like a never-ending process. And I'm going to uh, embrace it like a never-ending project where I just continue to learn from uh, the adversity, the failure, because this game is it's a game of failure. And, uh, I mean, you don't grow, you know, it's a cliche thing you hear. You don't grow through success, you grow through the failure. It's nice to have success, but you learn the most when you're going through, you know, bad times. You learn what you can get better at going through bad times. So, yeah. When you look back now, is there anything that you would take away from, uh, from kind of the whole process to say, you know what, maybe I could have not went through that. Uh, or you look back and say, you know what, it was happened for a reason, and I'm thankful for everything that happened to me to, uh, up to this moment. Baseball-wise or? Base- anything. I'm happy with everything that happened. Um, yeah, I wouldn't change anything about the path, the people I met, the decisions I've made. It's, it's where it's gotten me today. And the adversity, and, and the adversity that you had to go through. Yeah. Um, I still go through adversity. I think just with myself, you know. The mind is, is a powerful thing, and, you know, doubt sets in, uh, insecurities set in. Uh, and even at this level, you know, everything gets so exposed uh, to a point where you can overthink things. Uh, so adversity is always there, you know, waiting. Uh, so how do you deal with that self-doubt? You know, I've always talked about the, the little man on your shoulder. Yeah. That's speaking those words in your ear and, you know, you're no good, you can't do this, you're yeah. a failure. You know, we, everybody deals with it. It doesn't matter if you're at the highest level or at the lowest level. So how do you deal with that? To be honest, I, I lean on my parents. I lean on, you know, my support system. But I'm a pretty, pretty stubborn guy. So when it comes to adversity, I kind of just go into myself. And I don't really like to share it with a lot of people. Um, and I've been like this from a young age. Like, I remember playing in E-Town. My parents were visiting all the way from Germany, and I had a bad game, maybe like three Ks over five, and I walked home. I was like, I don't want, I, I can't get in the car with you guys. No offense to you guys, I love you guys, but I need to deal with this on my own. So I walked home. I met him at home. I kind of got over, you know, my little upset, and uh, yeah, I, I should be more open and probably learn a healthier way to deal with my my struggles. But uh, it's just who I am. Uh, I guess I'm stubborn with, you know, my, my failures and my insecurities and I get kind of closed off. So I deal with it and I just wait for it to pass. Um, but yeah, I need time sometimes, you know, I, so I go home, relax. I'm still learning how to, you know, separate the game, uh, from your life outside the field. So once you leave here, I try and leave everything here, but it still lingers and, uh, it can affect my mood at times, but I, I really just wait for it to pass. Um, and just try and focus on positives and do something I like. All right, so you go for um, this is the last question uh, because I really like this. This part of this this fascinates me. The kind of um, you know 
this people don't understand the insecurities that us as professional athletes have to deal with, and we all have to fight them. And you know, just because somebody's not a professional athlete, and they 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 internalize and they just think, you know, I'm the only one going through this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's some pride in there, saying, look, I'm the only one who's going through mm-hmm. stuff. But the reality of it, like the whole world is dealing with kind of what you what people are dealing with, and it's just and it's in different ways. Yeah. You know, mine was I couldn't hit inside fastball. I'm like, please don't throw it here, or <laughs> or don't hit me a ground ball. Hit it someplace else. Yeah. Um, the way I dealt with it was I would talk, I would talk to myself, ground ball right here, ground ball, ground ball right here. Or I would try to build myself up, Mm -hmm. um, uh, at like before and at bat, like if a pitcher would get me out, I would be like, uh, you know what? You got me that time. I'm going to get you next time. You, you, I'm not letting you get that. So it was always kind of the, the, the think forward mentality. Visualization. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you, you talk about a little bit about how you deal with it but let's talk about just in the game you have a failure and you're frustrated and it's your first at bat and you have and bases are loaded and it's a a tight game and you don't succeed yeah and you're you're gonna have three more at bats and you're gonna have to go play defense too yeah how do you move forward from that moment um i've i've realized i've gotten much better this year at uh just turning the page with each at bat you know they say the best hitters turn the page with each pitch um but I just told myself, you know, each at bat matters. Don't waste any. So every at bat is a new shot of me, of you know, doing damage. Um, there's still times where I think, you know, it depends on my energy level. If I'm tired, uh, you know, I kind of uh, don't give it my best shot, and I'm not there fully mentally. But uh, I told myself this year, every at bat, you know, every swing I take, make it a healthy one, like. Uh, yeah, it's your it's your last kind of, um, but yeah, th- th- this is the first year where I'm actually realizing that I can I can turn the page right after each at bat because uh, I let the emotions get get to me a good bit in my career, um, especially if you're over three and you got you know one more at bat coming. Now that I'm hitting leadoff, you're over four, you have one more at bat coming. It's you know it could be over five. So if you're thinking that ahead of get, stepping in the box, then you're already kind of you're making things harder on yourself. So I just kind of stay in the present, not try and think too much on how the bat was and the bat about to come. Uh, just stay in the present, play hard, focus on what's going on right now, and uh, play for the team. I feel like when, when I play for my teammates, everything comes easier. When I focus on myself, stuff gets hard, and I nitpick and analyze, overanalyze everything. So just go out there and kind of, you know, like a kid, just have fun. It's cliche to say, but uh, you're not going to get to do it forever. Hey, thanks for listening to the show today. If you like this show or any other of our shows, make sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you want to read stories written by our guests, you can do that on www.linkly.com. Don't forget to sign up for our weekly newsletter so you don't miss any of these stories. Make sure to check out our social pages. We have them all. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have any suggestions for our show, please write us on Facebook. I'm Corey Kosky, and you've been listening to How I Got Here from Linkly. Special thanks to Wade Beavers and our friends at the restaurant Agriculture.